section eighty eight of norway sweden denmark iceland greenland and the search for the poles this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the world story volume eight norway sweden denmark iceland greenland and the search for the poles edited by eva march tappan section eighty eight greenland customs of two centuries ago by hans ajid going whaling when they go whale-catching they put on their best gear or apparel as if they were going to a wedding feast fancying that if they did not come cleanly and neatly dressed the whale who cannot bear slovenly and dirty habits would shun them and fly from them this is the manner of their expedition about fifty persons men and women set out together in one of the large boats called cone boats the women carry along with them their sewing tackles consisting of needles and thread to sew and mend their husbands spring coats or jackets if they should be torn or pierced through as also to mend the boat in case it should receive any damage the men go in search of the whale and when they have found him they strike him with their harpoons to which are fastened lines or straps two or three fathoms long made of sealskin at the end of which they tie a bag of a whole sealskin filled with air like a bladder in order that the whale when he finds himself wounded and runs away with the harpoon may the sooner be tired the air hindering him from keeping long under water when he grows tired and loses strength they attack him again with their spears and lances till he is killed and then they put on their spring coats made of dressed sealskin all of one piece with boots gloves and caps sewed and laced so tight together that no water can penetrate them in this garb they jump into the sea and begin to slice the fat of him all round the body even under the water for in these coats they cannot sink as they are always full of air so that they can like the seals stand upright in the sea nay they are sometimes so daring that they will get upon the whale's back while there is yet life in him to make an end of him and cut away his fat the houses of the greenlanders as to their houses or dwelling-places they have one for the winter season and another for the summer their winter habitation is a low hut built with stone and turf two or three yards high with a flat roof in this hut the windows are on one side made of the boughs of seals dressed and sewed together or of the maws of halibut and are white and transparent on the other side their beds are placed which consist of shelves or benches made up of deal boards raised half a yard from the ground their bedding is made of seal and reindeer skins several families live together in one of these houses or huts each family occupying a room by itself separated from the rest by a wooden post by which also the roof is supported before which there is a hearth or fireplace in which is placed a great lamp in the form of a half-moon seated on a trivet over this are hung their kettles of brass copper or marble in which they boil their victuals under the roof just above the lamp they have a sort of rack or shelf to put their wet clothes upon to dry the fore door or entry of the house is very low so that they must stoop and must creep in upon all fours to get in at it which is so contrived to keep the cold air out as much as possible the inside of the houses is covered or lined with old skins which before have served for the covering of their boats 
some of these houses are so large that they can harbor seven or eight families upon the benches or shelves where their beds are placed is the ordinary seat of the women attending their work of sewing and making up the clothing the men with their sons occupy the foremost parts of the benches turning their back to the women on the opposite side under the windows the men belonging to the family or strangers take their seats upon the benches there placed i cannot forbear taking notice that although in one of these houses there be ten or twenty train lamps one does not perceive the steam or smoke thereof to fill these small cottages the reason i imagine is the care they take in trimming those lamps viz they take dry moss rubbed very small which they lay on one side of the lamp which being lighted burns softly and does not cause any smoke if they do not lay it on too thick or in lumps this fire gives such a heat that it not only serves to boil their victuals but also heats the room to that degree that it is as hot as a bath-house but for those who are not used to this way of firing the smell is very disagreeable as well by the number of burning lamps all fed with train oil as on account of divers sorts of raw meat fishes and fat which they heap up in their habitations these winter habitations they begin to dwell in immediately after michaelmas and leave them again at the approach of the spring which commonly is at the latter end of march and then for the summer season lodge in tents which are their summer habitations these tents are made of rafts or long poles set in a circular form bending at the top and resembling a sugar-loaf and covered with a double cover of which the innermost is of seal or reindeer skins with the hairy side inward if they be rich and the outermost also of the same sort of skins without hair dressed with fat that the rain may not pierce them in these tents they have their beds and lamps to dress their meat with also a curtain made of the guts or boughs of seals sewed together through which they receive the daylight instead of windows every master of a family has got such a tent and a great woman's boat to transport their tents and luggage from place to place where their business calls them games of the greenland boys the boys and lads have also their pastimes and plays when they meet in the evening they take a small piece of wood with a hole in it at one end to which they tie a little pointed stick with a thread of string and throwing the piece with the hole in it up into the air they strive to catch it upon the pointed stick through the hole he that does it twenty times successively and without failing gains the match or party and he that misses gets a black stroke on his forehead for every time he misses another boy's play is a game of chance like cards or dice they have a piece of wood pointed at one end with a pen or peg in the midst upon which it turns when the boys are seated around and every one laid down what they play for one of them turns the pointed piece of wood with his finger that it wheels about like a mariner's compass and when it has done he that the point aims at wins all that was laid down ball-playing is their most common diversion which they play two different ways they divide themselves into two parties the first party throws the ball to each other while those of the second party endeavour to get it from them and so by turns the second manner is like our playing at football they mark out two barriers at three or four hundred paces distant one from the other then being divided into two parties as before they meet at the starting place which is at the midway between the two barriers and the ball being thrown upon the ground they strive who first shall get at it and kick it with the foot each party towards their barrier he that is the most nimble-footed and dexterous at it kicking the ball before him and getting first to the barrier has won the match thus 
they will tell you the deceased play at football in heaven with the head of a moose when it lightens or the north light or aurora borealis appears which they fancy to be the souls of the deceased when their acquaintance from abroad come to see them they spend whole days and nights in singing and dancing and as they love to pass for men of courage and valour they will try forces together in wrestling struggling and playing hook and crook which is to grapple with the arms and fingers made crooked and entangled like hooks whoever can pull the other from his place thinks himself a man of worth and valour the women's or rather the maidens plays consist in dancing around holding one another by the hand forming a circle and singing of songs End of section eighty eight this recording is in the public domain